When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied, or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know, it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete.me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web, and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft, doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete.me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. and <laughs> I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide DeleteMe with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have DeleteMe. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. DeleteMe is not just a one-time service. DeleteMe is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash E-T-M. Go to joindeleteme.com slash E-T-M and use code E-T-M for 20% off. Hey, I'm Shauna Compton-Game. This is Millennial Money. And today we're talking about the one where I picked a health plan. In case you've been living under a rock, you probably know that this right now, November 1st, marks open enrollment for health insurance. And you may not think you actually care, but I'm going to convince you that you do care and that this is a really important topic for you to take note of because most people just don't even understand what kind of health insurance they have. They don't understand what factors in with the pricing. 
And all of these things are going to really, really matter in the future. So I lovingly uh, named this podcast the one where I chose a health plan after um, friends, if there are any friends, lovers out there, you know, they all have quirky names for all of their shows. And I, I think it's really more about me sharing my own personal history. Um, I've had lots of different things. I had kidney stones. I've had unexpected surgery. I've had foot surgery where I got a staph infection and need more surgery. I've had to go to the ER countless times. I went to the ER so many times a few years ago that they literally knew me by face, right? They're like, oh, there's Shauna. She's back again. Not exactly um, the kind of badge of honor that I want to wear, but my point is that you know, health stuff happens all the time and it can happen a lot when we're young. We don't just have to be, you know, 60, 70 years old for a lot of this stuff to happen. And I think what happens is that, you know, you could go a long time where maybe you just go to the doctor, you know, once a year or so, maybe you get your flu shot, whatever it may be, but it really doesn't have an impact on your life. But what does have an impact on your life is how much you're paying for that health insurance, right? you see it every single month. So it's a lot like car insurance. We pay our car insurance every single month. And if we get into an accident, then obviously that's amazing that we have the car insurance. But if we don't, we're like, oh my gosh, I am paying all this money every single month that could go towards a lot of better things. Well, your health insurance is the same way. And that's really what they tried to do when the Affordable Care Act, aka Obamacare, um, you know, came onto the market was really about trying to get people that weren't insured or that were underinsured insured, right? It has worked in some respects, and it hasn't worked in other respects. And I'm going to stay super neutral here. Um, I know the elections are coming up, and I don't know what side of the fence you're on. Um, I don't know if there's a good fence this year. Uh, but I'm going to stay really neutral about this. And I'm just going to give you the facts, right? Because that's really all that matters. So Open enrollment runs from November 1st to January 31st. However, if you want a new health plan to start January 1, you have to make your choice by December 15th, all right? So you don't have a lot of time here to kind of like, you know, hem and haw over. Um, that's that's a real um, Midwest phrase there that I just sort of pulled out from nowhere, hem and haw. <laughs> um so you don't have a lot of time to, you know, kind of twiddle your thumbs and not think about this. So there's been a recent um, report that came out that the average premium for 2017 for Obamacare insurance sold on healthcare.gov rose 25% compared to 2016. That's a lot, right, in the U.S. It's the biggest increase since the insurance first went on sale in 2013, so it's a significant increase. The average monthly premium for the benchmark plan is rising to 302 bucks from $242 in 2016. And the Department of Health and Human Services have said that they've attributed this to the large increase um, to insurers adjusting their premiums to reflect two years cost data that became available. So what does that mean? Um, that basically means that a lot of the health insurance companies kind of went, oops, we underpriced this, or maybe there weren't as many people buying the product as we thought, so we need to raise prices. Who knows? It's entirely too hard to, um, to pull this apart. It, it really is... Um, it's a giant mess, right? There are a lot of hands in the cookie jar. And I know that it's really easy to kind of sit back and go, 
oh my gosh, it's just the health insurance companies or, oh my gosh, it's just the government or oh, like, it's really easy to point fingers at just one um, group, right? It, it really is. But the unfortunate thing is that it's the whole lot. It's the whole cookie jar of everyone and everything put together. And in my opinion, honestly, the system's broken all the way around, right? It doesn't work any which way we slice this up. Does it work anywhere? I don't know. I've heard horror stories from Canada, from UK, from all over the world. Maybe some of the listeners on this podcast, you're in a different country than the US. You know, maybe you might have some awesome feedback for me. I'd love to chat with you, but you know, I'm not sure it really works really well anywhere. You know, um, a lot of the countries that maybe have better healthcare and maybe it's free. Um, they also have much, 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 much higher taxes than we pay here in the United States. So there's always a give and take. And I think that's what is really important for you to think about, right? Is what is important to us? And then how can we fix the system? You know, and a lot of us just kind of sit back and go, oh my God, this sucks, this sucks, this sucks. We're not really doing anything about it. You know, maybe if we all rallied together and maybe we could come up with some awesome way to propose a fix for this. We're all smart, right? Um, but okay, I'll get off my soapbox there for a minute. But but the point is, is it's just not really working anywhere. But what will work? I don't really know. So there was a new poll that came out also um, from CNN Money. And, you know, it talked about, okay, so 25% price hikes for Obamacare on average. However, not every state is going to feel that price hike, right? So some states, like where I live, California, you may only feel like, you know, a 7% hike. Um, Some states like Indiana, you might not really feel a hike at all. Um, Ohio, you might feel 2%. Then there are some states where it's going to really hurt, right? Arizona, 116%. That means the change in price for your healthcare plan could go up 116%, right? That is more than doubling. That scares the bejesus out of me. Um, Some other states, Alabama, 58%. Tennessee, 63%. Um, it's just all over the place, right? And and that's really what's shocking to me is that, you know, came out with this whole new system and the objective obviously was to get everybody insured and to get the people that weren't insured, insured, right? Because everybody should have, yes, everybody should have access to healthcare. That is an absolute given. I mean, that is just kind of like our moral right, right? To be able to go to the doctor, to have insurance, to pay for things, Um, but the problem is now that it's so expensive, these plans are so expensive that, I mean, it's like, well, which way are you going to break your budget, right? Are you going to break it by not having health insurance and then having to go to the ER or, uh, have surgery, you know, and, you know, evaporate every bit of savings you ever had, or are you going to have to pay exorbitant prices every month? Like, there's no good choice, is there? I mean, it's like picking from two evils. And it just makes me really mad. It makes me really frustrated. You know, we're all young and, you know, we shouldn't have to pay, uh, we shouldn't have to pay $300, $400, $500 a month for health insurance. It just doesn't make sense, right? Especially if we don't need a lot of health insurance on a day-to-day basis. However, 
Um, A Gallup poll was recently released that said, in fact, about 16% of young people have chronic health problems such as asthma, heart disease, cancer, and diabetes, and more than 11% have depression. That's crazy to me. So those numbers may not seem that high to you, but the 16% of young people that have the chronic health problems... Those are the things that are really costing um, hospitals and doctors a lot of money. Heart disease, cancer, diabetes, they are huge money sucks because what happens is you need care all the time for a really long period of time. And the younger you are, obviously, the more care you're going to need. And depression, 11% have depression. I mean, you know, I have suffered with depression in my past. I fought really, really hard not to take any... um, kind of drugs, any kind of medicine for it. And I fought my way through it and I didn't have to. That was just something that I felt really personal about. I did not want to have to go on any kind of drug to mask anything. I wanted to just go through it. Right. But what I'm finding is more and more people are, are depressed, are clinically depressed and, you know, taking medicine. And I just think, gosh, we have so much to look forward to. I mean, it's just so sad to me that You know, we can't find a way to uplift each other and to motivate each other and to be a good, you know, support system for each other and really help people. This study also find that young adults more than any other age group get into car accidents and struggle with substance abuse. And those between the ages of 19 and 29 visit hospital emergency rooms more than any other age group under the age of 75. That's crazy, right? So there alone is the statistic that, look, if it's not happening to you, right, if you're not having to go to the ER or you're not struggling with any of these chronic problems um, or you're not getting in a car accident or, you know, whatever terrible thing I just talked about, it's probably happening to the person next to you. And that's really alarming. And, And that's really the reason why, you know, we all need to not ignore what's going on with healthcare and we need to really have loud voices and we need to figure out a way that we can have health insurance, but we're also not going broke, right? Because you add, you know, three, four hundred, five hundred dollar student loan payment and then you've got double that amount in a health insurance premium. I mean, that's it's a lot of money each month just to just to pay to take care of yourself, let alone everything else, you know, on your budget that you've got to pay with. It's crazy. That is just my point. And um, it really makes me want to just escape. Yeah, it may not be summer anymore, but listen, it is always a good time to pack your bags and go on an awesome getaway. And we've got a good one for you right now. The Niagara Getaway Giveaway Contest is up and running right now all through November 8th at 9 p.m. Pacific. That's when the contest will actually close. It's sponsored by our friends at JetBlue Airlines. They've got a great new route from Los Angeles to Buffalo, and we've got two round-trip tickets. We've got a two-night hotel stay at the Hotel Giacomo, wine and chocolate pairing for two at Black Willow Winery, and a discovery pass for two to access the state park attractions like Made of the Mist, Cave of the Winds, Niagara Adventure Theater, Discovery Center, Aquarium in Niagara, and the Niagara Scenic Trolley. So this is one giveaway that you definitely don't want to miss. Check the show notes or head over to bit.ly backslash Niagara giveaway. Get your bags packed, get your name entered, and get ready to win this amazing getaway. 
All right, so there's a couple of myths that I really want to just kind of demystify when we're talking about health insurance. The first is, and I think we've already kind of done this, is you might be healthy today and not tomorrow. And that's really important to understand. And this can sort of echo for everything, right? Because I know I'm guilty of it. I am so guilty of going, okay, I'm not going to deal with that today. I'll deal with that tomorrow, Uh, whatever it may be. And then tomorrow comes, you're like, oh, crap, (laughs) I should have probably dealt with that yesterday, right? So don't let that be you. Don't miss the window for health insurance to enroll. Look, even if you get a basic plan, you've got something and something is better than nothing. And so really pay attention to this window. Pay attention to um, your open enrollment at work, whatever it may be, and, and the different options that you have. And look at the options because I can guarantee you the plan that you had last year is probably not going to be the same plan you have this year either. The plan will have vaporized and you'll need to pick a new plan or your old plan premium might have gone up quite a lot. And so you really got to look at it so that you know what's going on, right? Don't just let it hit your budget because once you miss the open enrollment, you got to wait a whole other year. You can't just go, whoops, I want to switch. I made a mistake. You can't do that. You got to wait a whole year. So it's really important that you kind of stay on top of this. Next is medical care is freaking expensive. It can bust your budget wide open. And this I speak from very, very personal experience. Um, A recent study of emergency room charges found that the medium charge for an upper respiratory infection was 740 bucks. On average, kidney stone removal, $3,437. That's a lot of money. (laughs) I've had overnights in the hospital and I look at the invoice. Now I had insurance. So they paid, you know, majority of the cost, but I look at the invoice and I'm, I'm not kidding you. I've seen like $600, $700 for a bandaid, a bandaid, a bandaid. I can go down the street to my pharmacy, you know, and pay what, like a couple bucks for like 30 band-aids. Um, and I was charged that much. Now that's price gouging. <laughs> I mean, there's, how else do you I can't put that any other way, right? That's ridiculous. Sometimes I want to be just like, okay, time out. Um, I know I've got all these IVs and stuff inside my body, but let me just run down to the store. I'll get what I need. I'll come back and you can just use that, right? Um, But it doesn't work that way. So it's just all expensive and you don't know how expensive it is until you actually need it. And then it just can send your budget like through the roof. So there's a couple of things that you need to look at when you're choosing your plan, right? The first is the deductible. And that literally means how much money are you going to need to come out of pocket with before your insurance starts paying? Now, let's just pretend you had a $1,000 deductible. So essentially, the first $1,000 of charges, going to the doctor, um, getting x-rays, getting shots, going to urgent care, I don't know, whatever it is you're going to have to pay out of pocket, right? After you hit that deductible, then you go into an area called copay or coinsurance. And this means now your insurance plan is going to start kicking in some money towards those costs. And there are a lot of different variations of this. Um, you could have something that's like an 80-20 coinsurance. And what that means is the insurance carrier is going to pay 80% of the costs. You got 20% of the costs. But there's so many different iterations of this, and you got to really pay attention to what it is. 
The third thing is called your out-of-pocket max. And this is the thing that most people overlook, and it is a budget killer, I can tell you. So what this number says is, let's say everything went crazy for you in a year. You went into the hospital, you had to have surgery, I don't know, whatever, right? That is the maximum amount of money you would have to pay out-of-pocket in one year. And some of the plans, most of the plans, it's high. It's, you know, $6,000, $5,000, $6,900. It's a lot of money. So what that means, though, is that, okay, yeah, not every year, obviously. I mean, these are obviously extreme years where you're going to hit that out-of-pocket max, but you could. You could. And I don't know if it's tomorrow. I don't know if it's five years from now. I don't really know what it is for you, but you could hit it. What happens if you hit it? Could you pay it back? You know, could you come up with $6,900 or whatever that amount might be? You know, do you, do you have an emergency fund set aside? Or are you going to have to do what, you know, commonly happens, charge it on a credit card, you know, and then we've got crazy interest that's racking up. Now, you can also negotiate with the hospital. You can also set up payment plans with the hospital. So don't, don't freak out. I don't, I don't want you to panic here. My point is just you know, it could potentially be a lot of money for you. All right. So pay attention to those three things. They're really, really important when you're choosing a plan. Next, did you guys know you have to have health insurance or you suffer a penalty? So for tax year 2016, the penalty rises to 2.5% of your total household adjusted gross income or 695 bucks per adult or 347.50 per child to a maximum of $2,085. Moral of the story is there are actual penalties for not having health insurance, and every year they're going higher and higher and higher. And there are some exemptions. If you want a link to what the exemptions are, click in the show notes, and I will have a link directly to some of the exemptions. There's some income-related exemptions, some health coverage-related um, and a few other um, exemptions, like if you're not living here in the U.S., whatever it may be. Um, so there are some exemptions, but on par, you need health insurance one way or the other, right? Next is don't pick a plan just because it's cheap. Please don't. Please. I explained the deductible, the coinsurance, the out-of-pocket max. Cheap does not equal will work for you, right? Remember that if you don't have an emergency fund, if you don't have a lot of savings, you're going to need a health plan that's going to match what you do have, right? So you maybe don't want something with a giant deductible um, or maybe a giant out-of-pocket max, although it's really hard these days to skirt around the out-of-pocket max, but you get what I'm getting at, right? Just make sure it actually works for your budget and make sure that like, you know, if you go to the doctor, you know, that you don't have to come up with like your giant deductible. Just make sure it's a plan that makes sense. Next is shop, 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 shop around, shop around, shop around. Find what works best for your situation, for your family, for your wallet. And think long term too. Think about like, oh, if something bad happened, not that I wanted to, and hopefully it's not going to happen to you. Uh, but if it did, I just want you to be prepared. I don't want you to have to have a, like a freak out moment. I don't want you to have to use your credit cards. I don't want you to have to get stressed out. I, I don't want you to have to be panicky. Uh, I, I just don't want any of that, right? I don't want you to have more depression, any of that. I just want you to go, you know what? I chose a good health plan. My health plan is going to cover me and um, I'm going to be in good shape. That's what I want you to feel, all right? 
I mean, if you feel bad, if you get in an accident, your heart can feel crappy enough. The last thing that you need to pile on top of that is, oh, my insurance is not good and I'm going to now have to come up with a lot of money, right? It's just, it's not good. We want to avoid that situation. And lastly, you know, buying a plan on the federal marketplace, so that's healthcare.gov, those are your Obamacare plans, or directly from insurance company is the same thing. Not true, my friends, right? This isn't true at all. So health insurance companies, they file a set number of plans that are on the state exchange or on the federal marketplace, but they don't place every plan that they offer on the government exchanges. So There is more choice if you buy what's called off-exchange. So if you're buying a plan directly from um, Anthem, Blue Cross, Blue Shield, HealthNet, Cigna, whatever companies might be available in your area, you're going to have more choices. And it really pays to compare the plan options that are not sold on those federal or state marketplaces to see which one's going to offer you the better benefits. And I have seen even a lot of doctors now not taking plans that were on the health exchange and they're opting out of it. And it's crazy, but it's happening, right? So make sure that your doctor, the one you go to usually will take whatever plan you're going to get to. And lastly, 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 let's talk about tax subsidies because this is reason why a lot of people like the new um, Affordable Act Because there are tax subsidies, and this is actually helping a lot of people. In March 2016, 9.4 million people were receiving a subsidy average of $291 a month. Here's how this works. You get the subsidy when you apply on healthcare.gov or on your own state exchange, all right? So, or you could get it tax time. Either way, you have to put in your income information. Now, what happens is a lot of people think, oh, I can just say, well, I only make $10,000 a year. I only make $5,000 a year. Maybe I don't make any money at all. Now, you can say whatever you want, but the problem is when you go to file your taxes now, you have to file a form about your health insurance. And guess what? On that form, it's going to state about your subsidy and they're going to find out that your income was maybe... I don't know, 80,000 instead of 10,000. And then suddenly you're going to not only lose that subsidy, but you're going to have to pay the money back, right? Think about that. Like what if you had to come up with like three or four or $5,000 right away? That does not work. So if you get a subsidy and your income is too high, you'll likely owe money back or you're going to have your refund reduced tax time if it's too low. So if you, you know, said you made 50,000, you only made 30,000, then you'll actually get a free refund. So you want to be really careful when you're, you know, going for the subsidy and look, I'm right there with you. I mean, I wish somebody would pay my health insurance every single month. That would make life a lot easier. But um, I know that I get bit in the butt if I um, underestimate what I think my income is going to be. So just be truthful, just be honest. You know, the people that really need the subsidies, they need the subsidies and let's let them get it, right? Let's help them out. And those of us that don't need the subsidy, let's just pay, unfortunately, what we got to pay each month, all right? So this is just a little recap. Check your show notes. I'm going to have a ton of links in there about open enrollment, about the things that you should be aware of and get out there, get your health plan, think about what works with your budget. 
As always, please feel free to follow me on Twitter at Shauna Game, Instagram at Millennial underscore money. And hey, if you like this podcast, go ahead over to iTunes and leave me a review in Millennial Money. I really appreciate it. Thank you.